Hey, mamas. It is Danielle and Kate. I'm so excited. You're back. I've missed you. Do you know what that means, everybody? There's a baby. He's he's right here attached to me because he caught a cold because we're terrible parents. And (laughs) now I can't put him down. Or he'll start screaming. So, I mean, isn't that called attachment parenting? Isn't we're that a doing thing? A, we're doing a walking podcast today. <laughs> Listen, we're doing a podcast. Therefore, we are winning. Okay? <laughs> we are winning by default. Oh, so many things to talk about, Kate. Okay, okay. We've got so much to talk about because there's, there's like, we've got to do a deep dive. Uh, this is what you say, ew. Ew. <laughs> Ew, rough word choice. I'm responsible for it, by the way. You so it's totally your fault. And then you you missed me on the cue. Anyway, but we're doing it into how um, we usually talk. We usually don't talk so brutally about motherhood and how um, it could affect our bodies. I mean, I think we do a pretty good job, Kate. But I think today we want to be super, super specific. And I just want to commend you in advance because shit, I didn't talk about this stuff after I had either of my babies, but you are brave and courageous enough to go into this, um, with us. But before we go into all of that stuff, can we, can we just check in on like, how are you feeling? You've, you've had another baby, dude, this is huge. Yeah. Yeah. I had another baby. It went pretty smoothly. Um, you know, after all the sciatica, basically like I got an epidural, I ate some popsicles. I watched Harry Potter I sneezed. Somebody put a baby on my chest. It was amazing. I cannot recommend it enough. Everybody should have children and then give them away to other people because they keep making noises and they don't sleep. Oh my gosh. We we're we're gonna get into all of the wonder and grandeur that is the sleepless nights, I'm sure. Um but can we can we talk about what's happening right now, Kate? Because I don't even think I want to be the one to disclose what's going on. You, yeah. you, you get us in here. Yeah. So I, um, a couple weeks after I gave birth, and like I said, I had a really easy birth this time. And I'm a generally healthy person. Like, I've got a ton of support from my husband and family. My mom came out um, for a week. Like, I've got a, a best case scenario. And still, like, a couple weeks later, um, I noticed something weird uh, downstairs. God, I fucking hate that euphemism. Um, And went to the doctor and found out I have a partial uh, posterior vaginal prolapse. And Okay, wait, pause. You know when you told me that, I didn't know what the... Flying Fakaka you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. I Googled it. Can you, can you explain what it is? Yeah. So what happened is um, part of my pelvic wall, which is like the muscles that basically hold your insides in place um, and, you know, separate your, your reproductive organs from your digestive organs and your bladder and all that stuff. Part of it um, got so weak that uh, part of my lower intestines my rectum pushed through a bit of, and is bulged, had like bulged into my vagina, basically like, and it's weird. Like I can feel it. It doesn't affect my life. It's really mild, which is really nice um, for, for me uh, in that, like, I don't have any incontinence. It's not painful. um, And 
like very lucky for me, it's already started, like it's already reduced significantly in the last couple of weeks, um, oh, without me so doing any exercises or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like it was deeply scary. Like it's something that was going wrong with my body and it made me suddenly realize how uncomfortable I am. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice, how uncomfortable I am talking about like my reproductive health and my vagina and all of these parts of women's bodies that just get thrashed in childbirth um, with anybody. Like, you know, I started crying talking to my husband because it was so, so, so stressful. And he spends a lot of time down there. Like, <laughs> you know, he, he seen, loves that part. Yeah, he's seen two children come out of it and he still wants to be up, up in it. So, like, clearly <laughs> nothing is going to uh, dissuade him of its awesomeness. And yet still it was so stressful. Um, and, you know, I, I talked to you, Danielle, like, very abstract, like, I'm going to the doctor, something stressful. Here's a technical term so you can Google it on your own time because I don't want to talk about <laughs> Girl, it. Girl, I sure did. I was like, what? <laughs> that yeah. doesn't sound normal. Yeah. What is that? And other than that, I like, this was, you know, weeks ago and you know me, I'm normally like, Hey, like something minor happened in my life that pissed me off. Let me announce it to like all of my friends and, um, and analyze it in insane detail. And I just didn't want to talk about it. Like it was really oh. freaking me out. And I just had the hardest time. I finally, like two days ago was able to call up, um, my friend in DC who is kind of like, you know, my favorite body go-to friend, you know, we talk about a lot of, a lot of body stuff and trauma and all kinds of darkest topics. Um, and oh. it was still really hard. I basically had to send her an email when I got like a burst of courage and be like, I need to talk to you about this thing. And that's really horrible. And I don't want to, but I, ah! um, so and set up time. I can yeah. I push, I mean, we're going to put you on, we're going to put you on the couch right now. I'm curious if you thought a little bit more about what made you feel like that. Because I mean, there, to be fair, when you have a baby, there's all of these hormones and emotions and just, um, you know, just post-pregnancy things going on with your body. So it's hard not to conflate those two, but I'm just curious, you know, what was, was it shame? Is it fear? What exactly, if you know, was what were you feeling? Yeah, I think you're, you know, I think, like, you nailed it. Like, a little little shame and fear cocktail. Um, <laughs> With a, yeah. a little martini mix there. <laughs> Delicious. And maybe, like, you know, like where if you're making a martini, you just like swirl the glass with vermouth, maybe like a swirl and then pour it out of hormones. I don't think I'm mm. actually like that hysterical. I've, I haven't had to deal with postpartum or anything, thankfully. Mm. Um, but like that probably didn't help things. But I think, you know, I don't think I can even blame pregnancy hormones or like general psychological things. I think it just really is deeply like, body shame that I hadn't thought about. Um, I, I've talked to other fr friends about this. Um, mm. I don't know if I've talked about it on the show, but like there are certain topics that are like, uh, like when, when I talk to you, Danielle, it's, uh, it's like a, like a 
ex- stepping on a landmine, you know, like I think that something doesn't bother me or I just never thought about it before. And then I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> like I've got deeply oh. weird internal hangups on this. And I didn't figure it out until like we opened up and started talking. And this one was so rough that like I needed to talk to someone else before I even started talking about it for public consumption. Um, Cause I, I do think like the body shame runs so so deep um i i I still consider myself a novice in the world of being body positive in the sense that i'm learning how to love myself right and and it's and it's cool because i i have a partner who loves me for the way i am and i have friends that think i'm awesome but I, you know, you still look in the mirror and like, oh, this could be better. And then you have to check your, I have to check myself and say, oh no, but I'm perfect the way I am. Uh, but as a novice in this realm, I'm still con- like, I'm still learning how the shame or is it that you feel like your body failed you? I mean, I don't even want to project, but I genuinely don't know where shame in this term comes from. Cause yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. it's, that's a really good question. I think part of it is that I feel like when we kind of failed each other, like I should have been doing exercises. I should have been doing something to prevent this. Like, and at the same time, like on the other hand, I feel like, fuck you body. Like I went through a pretty miserable, painful pregnancy. Like I was nice enough to you. You should get your shit together. (laughs) Like just the most uh, poisonous relationship, you know, like, when you're when your bad boyfriend and you take a turn and you know you're headed for a breakup, like you just kind of hate each other, but you still mm. have to live with each other. But the thing is, you can break up with that boyfriend. I have to live right. with in this shit forever. Right. Um, right. So it's just it was just so frustrating. It was just like I can't believe this. Um, and so there was that like internal thing of feeling like you know, I failed or feeling like my body failed. And then even when I kind of process through that, um, mm. I think one thing that was really freaky is that I usually like, I usually just feel pretty good about my body in terms of both my health and in terms of like aesthetically, you know, I like the way I look. I'm really lucky that the way I look is really socially supported on all fronts. Um, you know, I haven't had to deal with a lot of the body stuff that other women in particular get shamed for. Um, and it's like, I'm having all of this cognitive dissonance of thinking like, Oh, I don't worry about how I look ever. It's not something that affects me. You know, I'm a mom, I have, like, a stable job. I have a partner who, like, loves loves me just as I am. Um, and so then to suddenly have this thing where, like, something about the way I am physically um, just is, you know, it's not something that's visible to normal people, but, like, normal people. It's not something that's, like, visible to anybody except me and my partner. Um Ooh. But it's still, like, I feel like, you know, I'm not invincible. Mm. Like, you know, you can kind of rationalize around, like, 
other signs of aging. Um, but, but it feels like, you know, can I be, can I still be a cute person? Why do I care about being a cute person? Like, I'm not, I'm not out here shopping for anybody. In fact, I find it like very helpful nine times out of 10 to not be considered like an eligible romantic interest, like in this point in my life, it's a, it's a real bonus. Um, and so to suddenly be like, oh, shit, I do care about this. Like, I care about this so deeply, I can't even talk about it, was um, was pretty shocking and <laughs> distressing. Yeah. I'm, I'll pause, because I'm pausing for a number of reasons. One, because I, I just, it's like you don't even have the, like, you do. And I think this is also the thing about being a mom, right? Like, things like this happen, and then you know, little buddy already starts like perking up and you can hear him making cute little sounds. And it's like, (laughs) okay, well my time to process this now is redirected back to being a mom and caring for someone else. So it's funny that that's the time when, you know, the, the time where I feel like you're being your most raw is also the time when, when little guy starts making noises. Cause it's just how it works, right? Like I'm, I'm grateful that you, that we force each other to have the space to talk about things like this yeah. because otherwise you would just be, and I think that's something else we wanted to talk about is part of the masses that goes on ignoring things that are happening to their bodies. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, but even before we go there, I just, again, as we put you on the couch and we often put each other on the couch, right. I just want to remind you that the feelings that you're feeling are, real and it's okay to have them and you know it's okay to kind of experience them and as long as you're kind of continuing to remember that your body is going to heal and you're doing all of the right steps at least and the things we can talk about later are like what those steps are but it sounds like you you know gone to the doctor and you're you're beginning your physical therapy and all these things to make you come back to a place of wholeness, but that level of loss of of invincibility is, it is, it is nerve wracking. And, and I'm just glad that you have a support system to, you know, walk you through it and help you through it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it also made me realize, like, again, I have the support system. I am super lucky Things are, relatively speaking, very easy for me. It's still so fucking hard. And this is mm. where we can get, like... This is this has been really helpful for me because I can get out of my head and stop being, like, meta-mad at myself for being upset about this <laughs> um, and start turning that rage outward to the medical establishment and generally how our culture treats women and their bodies. That's right, buddy. I don't know if you can oh. hear this guy. He's... He's real pissed about it, too. Um, (laughs) Fight the power! (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, so pelvic wall injuries, they're a real thing, and you wouldn't know it from talking to pretty much any obstetrician ever. (laughs) Well, this is the thing, Kate. So, like, my post-baby vagina was a non-issue because my 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 stomach was sliced open, right? Like, so I'm C-section queen over here. Oh, right. Yeah, so I have no recollection or experience with my vagina changing in that way. So, yeah. And, I, and I'm very proud that we're using the vagina. We're going to just say this word over and over again. It's going to be the fuck of this episode. Vagina! <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, <laughs> the fact that it isn't every time when, like, that is how, like, a good chunk of motherhood happens for most people is, like, very vagina-centric, and that it doesn't come up more often is well, pretty relevant. But then the other thing is that I don't know, you know, you go through this whole experience of nine, in my case, 10 months of pregnancy twice, right? (laughs) And I have no idea about pelvic wall injuries. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like by the grace of God, I didn't have it and I didn't experience it for other, for other reasons. But you know, it is one of those things where how, how are we as women so unaware about what happens to our bodies or what could happen to our bodies? Yeah, it's just something and it tends to be like a um a symptom and we can can reference some articles but like care for pregnant women stops basically like the moment you give birth. You go in for you know every month, every two weeks, every week for all of your pregnancy and for a lot of us like our exams up until then have all been like, are you pregnant or thinking about getting pregnant? Are you breastfeeding? Like there's huge focus on this pregnancy. And then you push a human being out of your body and they're like, cool, we'll see you in six weeks. Deuces. Like, and you never see them again. (laughs) And it's like, wait, shouldn't there be some attention paid to like, what the hell is going on with my body? Now that like Mm. this, you know, it's basically like being in, you know, being in a car wreck, like everything is in weird, different places. Like you spent nine months putting all of your organs in places that they have never been before. And then all of a sudden, like, it's just empty space. Mm. And, and like the same doctors who are like, don't eat sushi. Don't, you know, be near radiation. Don't do that. You know, don't do this. Don't lift heavy things are like, yeah, you know, don't, uh, don't lift anything for, for a few weeks and then, uh, come see us. Okay. You're cool. Bye. And Yo, offer okay. you like are no so other advice. Right now. Yeah. You know, it's only, <laughs> I remember when we were first talking about this and you sent me some pretty, pretty serious articles about, you know, women that have lost their lives because of lack of care after, having babies and we, we still should make note of and reference of those. You know, I, I think the, the thing that, as you say this, I'm just like floored because you're so right. I mean, you know, having different, having had our, our babies differently, it was the same thing. It was, they slice and dice you open and, Oh, the baby's fine. All right. Well, you know, don't lift anything for six weeks. Yeah. And again, this goes back to when we're talking about how, you know, just relentless and insensitive our system is to women, especially women that have had babies naturally or, or in some form that you like, it's almost as though you're supposed to bounce back when your body doesn't bounce back like that. And why is there, why is there not more? What, I mean, I think it's just one of those things. Like it's, if you as a community don't rise up and note the, the, aggression towards your community, no one else is going to do it for you. And I, I guess the thing that you and I continue to struggle with is that women didn't just show up on this planet since we were born. 
And why has no one talked about these things? The women have been going through this and probably, I mean, we have technology on our side now. You know, we were just talking about this, you know, what would have happened 10, 20, 100 years ago for women like this? Like, I yeah. wouldn't still be here if I had, you know, had my pregnancies uh, like 50, 60, 100 years ago, right? Because just the technology wasn't there. Yeah. And you're just, you're sitting here talking about this. And I'm just like, this is, doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense that things like a pelvic wall injury, which you're telling me is pretty common, but I've heard nothing about it. Yeah. It's something that happens like this is, and this is the problem is we don't even know what percentage of women it happens to, because there are like so many women walking around that don't report things because they've been told by, by, doctors by everyone that they know by other moms who've gotten the same message that like oh you had a baby it's cool you're just gonna pee yourself every hour for the rest of your life just accept that or like yeah you're just you're just gonna have so much pain that it's pretty much impossible to enjoy sex until you're dead Mm. have fun Mm. um and that that's so normalized that like people don't even consider it to be an injury. Like they don't consider it to be a disorder. It's just like I had a baby and this is like the consequence, which, you, know. you know, I just, that was the same thing I thought when I, when, after I had both girls, I was like, this is major surgery under any other circumstance. I would be, you know, just a, a recovering person, but because this this surgery has happened in the context of me having a baby, it's deemed as okay. You'll be fine. Keep keep on keeping on. Yeah, yeah. They cut uh, they cut something gigantic out of your abdomen. You had you lost an organ. Your placenta is an organ. You know, like this is like a big traumatic thing that happened to you. And you know, with with vaginal birth, like you're you're squeezing all of these muscles that have never had to do anything even close to that before. Um, And like just the pressure and weight in different parts of your body that have never experienced that, like, or like it's insane. It's insane that like our bodies do bounce back to the extent that they do. Um, And it's nice that like, there's a miracle of nature there, Mm. but that's not something to, that's not a reason to be like, well, I guess like your uterus is a magical creature um, that will wave its little wand and like you can just go on your merry way and everything will be perfect forever because it's a, that doesn't happen. Like it's it's this like weird, weird spot where it's assumed that you'll be fine. And if you're not fine, you just have to deal with it. Like, ugh. Um, I mean, I'm right there with you. I'm just curious. So one, I want to talk about, or I want to hear from you, what your experience was like with your doctors with regard to this. And you're telling me that in like our conversations that OBs are ignoring this or like what, what, tell me what your experience was like. How is this? How, what was it like for you? Yeah. So I'm, you know, and again, I'm getting, getting care in San Francisco where people tend to be like a little more, a little more conscious of things that are perceived as woo woo. Like, you know, the fact that the muscles in your abdominal wall might impact your health. Um, But 
Yeah. So I, I went in to the doctor because honestly, like I read a few articles recently about how, uh, about how this kind of injury was being ignored by doctors or how it wasn't, wasn't discussed or studied, um, by, you know, the medical establishment in general. Um, and so I was more aware than I would have been. Um, is it something I would have ignored otherwise? Like probably, I probably would have just lived in horrified, horrified silence. Um, if I hadn't read these articles in like slate, uh, about how this is a problem. And Mm. so I went in my, my OB was not available that the next day. So I went in and talked to another doctor who, you know, could have been the person who delivered my kid because she would, if she had been on call and I like sat down, she examined me and she was like, yeah, you've got like a posterior prolapse bummer. (laughs) And I was like, okay, cool. So, um, so what does that mean? And she did explain it to me, like what medically it looks like. Um, and then she was like, yeah, you know, if it's still like bugging you in a few years, you can probably get surgery. And I was like, if it's still bugging you in a few years. Yeah. Basically she was like, are you crapping yourself every 10 minutes? And I was like, no. And she's like, are you in pain? I was like, no. And she's like, cool. See you later. <laughs> Basically, I had to be like, mm, do you think a pelvic physical therapist would help? And she was like, oh, maybe they can just help you with like some exercises. I don't really know anything about that. And I was like, are you serious? You stare <laughs> up, you stare up coaches about- all day long. And you never thought maybe somebody like could give you like a Kegel update. I don't know. It was just really disheartening. And um, another thing I thought was pretty disheartening was that, like, when she did talk about surgery, she was like, you know, you can think about surgery if, like, if, like, you know, just aesthetically it's still bothering you. And I wanted to be like, you think this is an aesthetic problem? Like, Mm. if I were a dude and one of my internal organs was poking out into another one of my internal organs... Do you think that maybe, maybe, like, some doctor somewhere would have said, hmm, this is something we should fix because it's a medical problem, not an aesthetic problem? Like, if I had chopped off one of my arms, would she be like, you know, you're right, that does look funny. Maybe we should sew it back on. Like, it was just so frustrating. I left there just wanting to, like, flip a table do you know what's funny though? It's like that sounds like something they'd say over here in the NHS because the shit's free. If you were in the US of A, okay, oh, it is not free. Where you were paying for the scare, I don't see why that's even something that we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, the only way, by the way, I can psychologically deal with how much everything is costing, even with my good insurance, is that I put it on our travel rewards card. And like, I just <laughs> mentally tell myself, like, we're going to go on vacation someday. It's okay. Like the hours I've spent fighting with insurance, at least I get points. At least I get points. It's so sad. Oh it's so sad. Oh man. 
I, you know, the th- part of part of us were like zooming through this because I know little guy is only going to give us so much time. But sometimes you just need to take a minute and be like, this shit's crazy. It's totally crazy. Well, and see, this is another place where I feel like there is zero chill for women. Like, just you can't win one way or the other because I've been doing a lot of reading. And okay. um, and so you're Dr. Like, Kate now. Oh, I'm Dr. Kate, obviously. Well, doctor, more like sociologist Kate, cultural anthropologist <laughs> Kate, um, because I've been reading all the articles and I've been looking at the discussions on like mom's groups that I'm on. And right. on the one hand, yes, this has been ignored. Like my OB had some very like good basic advice, but you know, clearly this is not part of their education. Anything she found out was on her own time because she's a mom. Whose education yeah. is it then? Ah, uh, yeah, that's the question. And the problem is that now it's been so ignored for so long that I feel like when you do read articles, they are understandably really pitched toward like the failures of our medical system and to like the need for generally like our our medical system to better respect women's bodies and kind of like the macro issues there rather than on like to what degree can we make your life less horrible mom who may be facing one of these issues and feel like she's under-resourced because I feel like I went straight from being like, Oh, my doctor's not really telling me anything. Let me Google this. Oh God. Oh God, no! Like all of my organs, organs are gonna like spray yeah. out of my body if I sneeze. Just for the record, I was on the phone with Kate after she read one of those articles. It wasn't pretty. No, no, it's really bad. It's really bad, and it does seem like you know. I understand the need to take this seriously, but it's really hard to find resources that take the problem seriously like on a a personal level for women and actually right. give so you something to do seriously for the doctor against the doctor but that creates panic for the person who's experiencing yeah exactly so you know i know that i need to go to a public physical therapist i've got the appointment anything i can do before then not clear because every article i've read is like like just you know like these injuries are, are horrible. Like this woman got a pelvic injury cause she was doing Kegels wrong. And I'm like, how do you do Kegels wrong? Uh, yeah. I barely know how to do a Kegel, let alone right or wrong. Yeah, exactly. Like when you're Merit- doing it, you yeah. should be winning. Yeah, I know you should be getting points. Like the, the possibility that like, while I've been sitting there in meetings, Hey, coworkers Kegeling, I've been like, actually, <laughs> Doing it wrong is horrifying, which makes you not want to do it at all, which is probably, like, exacerbates the problem. Um, and, you know, the, like, the articles about, like, women who were doing sit-ups wrong or doing Pilates wrong, and that's what caused it, even though they weren't in childbirth. It just, like, I feel like there's got to be some way to not institute panic and make people not want to exercise <laughs> Or, um, you know, take care of themselves in any way. Because for me, I'm lucky. I get to go in next week and talk to a physical therapist who hopefully will tell me how I'm kegeling 
wrong or right. I don't know. I don't even, again, I don't know what that means. I was on the phone with my friend Mary and we were just screaming at each other. Like, what does that mean? How could, how? No. It was like existential (laughs) terror. Like, like living inside of like a Werner Herzog movie or something just like so dark. Um, but like, <laughs> I'm just laughing because uh, of Mary. He's the best. Yeah. She's one of my oh favorites. My God. And you know I it. know. Like what would, what would we do without her? Uh, but yeah, this is just like, there's, there's no winning. It feels like, um, I feel like right now I'm in the no, no women's land. No woman's land mm. between like these two warring factions of like these poor OBs who haven't had any education, these poor like physical therapists and like holistic medicine people who are just trying to get women's like taken care of. And, you know, they're kind of culturally battling back and forth to some degree. And again, like the women who actually have this health problem are just stuck in the middle being like, uh, go to your doctor. Don't, no, don't go to your doctor. Do your, no, don't, don't do exercises. Um, and especially if you live in one of, I'm sure many parts of the country where there aren't a ton of physical, like pelvic floor, physical therapists, like hanging out, you know, if here in the, if here in the Bay area where like you can probably get a pe- pelvic physical therapist for your dog, um, like, <laughs> It took me six weeks to get an appointment. Like, what the hell is going on in, like, Kentucky? You know? what? Like, I yeah. I need yeah. to talk to friends in Atlanta and see if anybody's even heard of this. Um, because, like, if you're reading these articles, if you're trying to follow this story in, um, you know, in the, the New York Times or in Slate or on Vox or something, and you're stuck with that as like your main source of information on how this works. Like I can't really think of any possible answer other than like just despair that whatever is going on with your body is just never going to get really treated. Well, and this is just, I mean, this is an aside for another day, but the, you know, it, the media us included, right. We are part of the media now, but it's like when you read articles from places like that, places where we, we will eventually pitch and have pitched in the past, you know, but they're not, there's no professional connection to them and the medical field. Right. So like we're already getting our information from the wrong sources. And if you're telling me that the OBs don't react to it, that's, that's really so far. You're so right. It's so frustrating. Cause like you go to the doctor, right? So you're not just Googling yourself. You're not just going to Dr. Google. You're going to who you would think would be the expert in this field, in this topic. And they're still giving you no answers. That's when it gets unacceptable. Yeah. Yeah. It's freaking disturbing. Like it's just really it's really, really not fun. I, you know, and it, it like, I don't want to leave this, this podcast with people feeling exactly that kind of despair. Um, but you know, at the moment, what else do we have to offer? Um, honestly, I've, I've thought about that real hard and, uh, one, I'm going to report back. Like this will be, this will be a topic that we revisit multiple times. Cause I think it's important because it's happening to my vagina. So you guys are a captive <laughs> audience. 
Congratulations. I mean, you get to hear about my vagina a lot. Um, I will report. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you the live cam. It's great. Um, um, so I will report back uh, after I go to the physical yeah. therapist. Um, no. Oh, this guy's so unhappy about my live cam joke. I'm just He's kidding, like, sweetie. Um, I, can't, I can't wait till your friends listen to this in middle school. They're going to love it. Um, but, uh, and, you know, other than that, the only thing that, like, has been really helpful to me, and I can't stress it enough, is, like, talking about this. And I don't think I'm the only person who is generally yeah. pretty open, generally pretty, like, in touch with my own feelings and in touch with my own, like, issues with, you know, right, my body right. and, you know, like, scary stuff, like, you know, abuse and assault and all kinds of stuff. Like, I can talk about a lot of things, and this was a really hard yeah. one. So I cannot explain how much better I feel after going into, like, a lot of hairy detail with a couple close friends and then getting to the point where I feel like I can talk about it with you, listeners, Ugh. slash the entire internet. Well, Thank you for taking this out of my crazy brain for me. But, you know, it's also just being, showing how brave you are to do it, though, Kate, because it's not easy to, to talk about things that make you uncomfortable. Um, but you're doing it because you know that other people are not talking about it. I mean, and, and if you don't talk yeah. about it, you say you hadn't brought it up to me for whatever reason. You know, there's also assuming that I knew anything about it, which I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, hopefully every time... You know, every time you talk about it, somebody will learn more and will be prompted to, like, have a horrified Google search of their own. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And it'll just become less of a, like, oh, my God, did you hear about this? And more of a, like, yeah, so, you know, my butt's falling out of my vagina. Oh, really? Bummer. Like, let's get that fixed. Um, (laughs) You know, that's, that's the hope. Dude. That's the hope. And, you know, again, I am super lucky that I have, you know, a partner and good friends that I can talk to about this. Because when it swirls around in your brain and just stays inside, it just gets crazier and crazier. Well, I am um, eager for you to go to the public PT for my own personal reasons, because I need you to get to feel and and get better. Um, but I'm also eager to hear what they have to say. And maybe it might be worth us finding a pelvic PT to talk to, to see if this is, you know, where we can share more information. Cause like I said, no idea that this is going on. Um, Oh yeah, please. I am going to be, I'm going to be hitting up whoever is like has me in the stirrups next <laughs> week. Like, so do you sure. mind if I bring a mic with me? I'll have like, a, I'm actually just going to hide a microphone in there and capture the whole experience. <laughs> I'm gunning for a Pulitzer. <laughs> well, little, little dude bro over there is about to tell you to like, he's like, mom, that's so gross. He's like, so I'm gross. hungry lady. Okay. Love your vagina. <laughs> Would really like some milk I guess right so. now. Um, but it looks like we need to follow up on this. But until then, I think we're just saying Godspeed Kate's vagina. <laughs> Thanks, Danielle. She sends thanks as well. 
oh, we, we, we love you and we love your vagina and we want you to feel better. All right. On that delightful note, thanks, mamas. Hey, mamas. Did you like the show? We hope you did. And if you did, please go to Apple Podcasts right now and give us a five-star review and give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter, all at Go Ahead Mama. Check out our website, www.goheadmama.com for all the things that we're thinking in our head but haven't said in our podcast. And if there's anything that we can be doing better or topics that you'd like to hear, give us an email at letstalkmamacita at gmail.com. We can't wait to hear from you, mamas. Love yourself.